0: This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built
1: with AT&T is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more.
2: I think that if we don't, as providers, do the internal work ourselves, no matter what the external circumstances are, then you're gonna create this big disconnect of your relationship with, with what you actually try to build most of your life. You tried to become a physician to help other patients, and now you're feeling this disconnect with the patients because of some external barrier out there.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode, and we're joined by Dr. Priyanka Hennis. Dr. Hennis graduated from the University of St. Eustatius School of Medicine in St. Martin, which is now the American University of Integrative Sciences. She then finished a family medicine residency at Southern Illinois University and is board certified in family medicine. She went on to earn a master's degree in clinical informatics from Oregon Health and Science University. Dr. Costa Hennis, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me today.
1: Really glad to have you on. I'm glad that you're in the Valley and um, We wanted to talk today about coaching other physicians and why that matters. Before I get into why you decided to shift to coaching your colleagues, tell us more about your background in family medicine, why informatics, you know, and how are you bringing those two together?
2: Yeah, that is a question I asked myself when I was in training. Uh, It sparked my interest when I was in my second year of training, um, there were a lot of physicians essentially that were burnt out with, the, with their careers and I saw that very early in my practice. So I wanted to be on the other side of things so that I could improve the workflows and their life in their practice. So this burnout kind of recognition and the way practice was going was evident for me 10 years ago. Like This was something I had at the back of my head and even while I continued to practice medicine and and, um, have some experience in informatics throughout the years, uh, while working clinically full time, I I continued to help other providers in a a coaching way, um, started noticing that they were having symptoms of burnout, they were having symptoms of just being fatigued all the time. And uh, I'm a Empath uh, as a person, I, I can recognize those kind of things in my patients. And I started recognizing those things in my nurses, my providers. And it made it for a very cruel day, I think, for all of us, when I could recognize those symptoms in my colleagues and they couldn't verbalize them within themselves. They felt ashamed to be able to speak aloud about it. They didn't know who to go. They were afraid of being reprimanded for asking for help. So informatics was my way to kind of say, hey, the technology is here to help you, not to hinder you. So I spend all my whatever time I had during um, my career learning more about informatics, how can I make the electronic health record better for providers, but also trying to understand them better because... Technology may be a big barrier as to why physicians are frustrated with their careers, but it's also um, a sword that is not swinging on one side. There's a lot of things that we as human beings, uh, we in general learn through our training. We learn to just kind of go, 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 go. We don't ever learn to stop. And once we reach that peak in our career, two years, three years down the line, we go to a point of like, is this it? So you start to see this high where people are like, yeah, I'm there and there. And then you're like, now, how do I actually gain the confidence to actually be aware of what I'm feeling throughout my day and take the time and grace for themselves to enjoy the life that they have created? And a lot of us don't, don't even spend the time to do that because we're not taught that way, we don't know this language of sitting there. And I see that residencies and programs more recently have been trying to incorporate that. But that wasn't my training for sure. And a lot of the training of my colleagues that I've encountered. So I hope to bring coaching to the providers that have not experienced a training program like this. And as I continue to work with some residents and medical students, I continue to share my experiences and tools that I have had to them and my colleagues as well. The ones that are that I'm noticing these symptoms so that I can help them in their journey. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're all trying to have the same goal and we're all working under the, the same umbrella. And if we're not trying to support each other, then we are going to have a cumulative Array of challenges that are going to continue to create more loss of physicians down the road.
1: Yeah, great, great points. Uh, it's not a zero sum game. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of patients in town. It's a growing population and uh, there's a lot to go around. There are a couple of words that you mentioned that I want to sort of tease out, and I think we can answer these in the upcoming questions and discussion. One is grace and, and physicians getting to a place where they're comfortable with that and they can. Mm-hmm. See value in what they're providing to their patients and in their lives as well. The other one is tools, and so your background in informatics. I've got a, a smartphone right next to me. I've got a laptop through which we're talking, uh, a telephone, all these other tools. I think that we use to be productive and efficient. Physicians have many more at their fingertips um, and in their exam rooms. Technology doesn't always. To some people, they see as a. As you, I think you talked about there as not um, as a hindrance to what they've got going on like this is a new thing that I have to learn. It not necessarily going to make me more efficient because there's a learning curve and then I don't know if it's just a value added rather than uh, something that's going to take me away from doing something else. And so is that, I guess, um, the, the background and perspective that you take to coaching your colleagues and, and part of the reason why you decided obviously to shift, to coaching your colleagues is everything that you saw and you wanted to prevent in your own career and help mm-hmm. others about?
2: Yeah. So I think the the first part of the question that you're trying to ask is about grace. And the, the word grace, I I try to encompass it in in different tools that I have that are just non-informatics, but mostly in the coaching space. And some of those tools that I work with my um, clients and colleagues with is Something called shadow work or mirror work. I think we as providers, we, we go through a phase in our training where we just kind of work, 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 like I mentioned, and we forget to just like breathe and be okay with sitting in silence. So we get to unravel, Hey, what is it about your journey, whether during this training or maybe it's in your childhood? Like maybe you had parents that pushed you to just go, go, go and get those A's in your lifetime that you did not recognize that, hey, now it now it's okay to breathe because you become such a high achiever at the end of the day that you seek for that next high and that next dopamine hit, essentially. Yeah. To just proceed in your day to day and normal day to day is not like that. You're not going to get that. So for people that are high achievers, you know, learning from from their experiences, hey, this is my patterns of like I'm looking for that dopamine hit. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking for that that high along my day or my weeks, and th- this is not okay because that's this is not how practice is going to run.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that applies to a lot of other high achievers. It's not just medicine. It's, it's yeah. across industries that people oh, yeah. look for that dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to ask you, what are you hearing and reading from other physicians about the biggest challenges that they need to overcome these days and what's going on in healthcare?
2: I think the biggest challenges is, is their the physician's ability to uh, parse out the difference between their external desires and their internal desires. What I mean by that is when a provider says, hey, I want to have uh, an amazing day, I want to get my charts done on time, but their internal desires may conflict and they want to do everything for that one patient in in that visit, So that really does not align with how they want to finish up with that day. So really like taking that time and space with it, whether you're doing it by yourself or with a coach, such as myself, trying to parse out like, Hey, this is the outcome that I want. Now I have to pretty much mirror and be okay with whatever decision I make. So I'm not trying to do it all. So we try to match those internal and external desires which I see a lot of disconnect in in our society because we were taught to be high achievers and we were taught to just kind of go, go, go. But we don't realize that now is the time to like kind of hone in and figure out what do you actually want for that next phase of your career or next phase of balancing your life so that you can step in, into the version of a physician that you truly wanted to embody.
1: I think that uh, speaks to a lot of physicians who increasingly... However, it's defined that sort of work-life balance. Um, mm-hmm. It's very different, I think, for physicians to clock out of because you're constantly uh, getting calls or requests, even if it's from your own patients or family members who say, "Oh, you're the doctor in the family. I'm going to ask you about all these different things." Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to turn off, and I think there's a uh, just this internal drive that people have to to when you reach that if it's a pinnacle or reach that next level of something like, well, I'm gonna keep driving, right? Just like yeah. we were talking about. And so before we take a break, I wanna ask you um, your approach to coaching physicians. How How does it work? Do you, do you have virtual meetings with people? Do you meet with people in person? Uh, do you go through some kind of app, send them materials to read? What's your approach?
2: Yeah, we have been working virtually right now with patients um, as well as other physicians. And I try and combine spirituality as well as mirror work and some kind of shadow work with my coaching. There is uh, some homework that goes along with it. And there is some sessions that we do in person pretty much every other week right now that has been working well with the providers so that we can create a plan to have them develop the persona of who they want to be because they struggle with these internal and external desires and they don't really know how to step in that persona. So I I help them guide the process that they need to go through to go in that persona. And as a person who has had to, you know, move a lot and gone through so many changes in my life, I have pretty much had to do that multiple times in my, in my life. So it's, easier for me to to tell people how to do it but everyone has their own journey that they go through and I am helping them essentially go through that journey whether they're a young um, resident that's stepping into a new attending role or it's an attending that wants to shift gears and do something else for their career I help them combine spirituality as well as some of the other tools of mirror work to to help them step into that version of themselves they
1: wanna create. Folks, you're listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast and a discussion today with Dr. Priyanka Costehenes. When we come back, we'll talk about her views of what's happening in in healthcare generally and talk about how physicians can support one another when facing common issues of uh, physician wellness and burnout. We'll be right back.
3: in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation, at MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015
1: Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Priyanka Hennis. Uh, The first half of the show, we talked about your background, uh, family medicine, informatics, why you decided to shift to coaching colleagues, and some of the challenges that you see that that they have to overcome. Let's now talk about your view of the larger medical community. Uh, What trends are you seeing in healthcare writ large? that you think are impacting the mindset of individual physicians these days?
2: It's a trend that is not only prevalent today, I think, and there's a trends that have been going on forever. It's sort of a domino effect. And over the years that I've practiced, I've seen this kind of domino effect in physicians' behavior over time. And it's partly due to the, the mindset of how they perceive of what's going on. And partly because not only what they have to experience internally, but what's also going on in the external world around them, especially when it comes to informatics and in, any of the work I do, you know, there's a lot of EHR changes that happen to certain organizations and physicians have to adapt to that. And they're really not ready to adapt their practice. And how, how does a, a provider that really is not guided on how to create that journey for themselves really create a practice that they love right it's kind of difficult because organizations don't have the tools to support the physicians necessarily in that journey but also you know that translates into what happens during pandemics or whatever else is out there in the world so we we're going to have this domino effect of things kind of spiral and it's just not one thing or the other it's these things that are adding up that are certainly external but those things are always going to happen. At the end of the day, when we're trying to accomplish the service that we're trying to provide patients, I think that if we don't, as providers, do the internal work ourselves, no matter what the external circumstances are, then you're going to create this big disconnect of your relationship with, with what you actually try to build most of your life. You try to become a physician to help other patients, and now you're feeling this disconnect with the patients because of some external barrier out there. So really trying to hone in into what those values are for yourself and where do you stand at the end of the day is so dependent on the work that you do on your mind every day. And I have been coaching myself for a very long time and it helps me kind of function throughout my day. And I think it's a tool that anyone needs to Get earlier on in their career because it'll help them not only with whatever external circumstances out there, but also um, help them along their journey in their own self discovery of their life as they evolve in their career. So it's that everyday kind of work that providers need to do is something that we're lacking, and I'm hoping to make an impact in in that kind of mindset of physicians going forward.
1: Well, thanks for doing that. It's it sounds a little like. um... When you're on a plane and they go through the uh, the emergency procedures, you've got to put the oxygen on yourself first before you can put it on someone else, even if they're family or a child, right? Yep. And so, um, people, especially physicians uh, who may be under a lot of stress, need to take care of themselves at the same time. A couple more questions. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the how there the many free and paid programs right now for physician wellness and efforts that help to reduce burnout, which is fantastic. How do you believe that physicians could support one another?
2: Physicians are already aware of what signs and symptoms that they are seeing in their patients. For example, you know they have diabetics, they have any sort of chronic disease out there that they could be potentially managing to acute conditions like I had a hip replacement and things like that. So when you start to notice these things of non-compliance to medications and, and kind of red flags that you're paying attention to for your patients. So those make me think when I'm talking to a patient, they're giving me those red flags that there's something going on internally in their life that is making them feel that this is this is not aligning with with their with their medical plan. The same way I try and translate that to the physicians. So, you know, if you're looking at another provider or yourself and you're noticing, "Hey, this is not sort of aligning with with what my values are, this is not something that's aligning with how I practice." You need to find the support, whether it's free or paid, you need to find someone that resonates with the way you you speak, the way that that they can support you so that you can create this this merged version of yourself that is not so much in conflict with their inner and outer world, but but is in unison so that they can have a better experience along their journey as being a physician, not only for their patients, but also for themselves, for their families, because we as human beings, I think, bring a lot of our um, work world into a, our into a family world. And I don't see a lot of physicians do the opposite way, but I'm sure it's an issue for a lot of physicians out there and we're human at the end of the day. So, you know, if your your colleague or your partner at work is trying to tell you that, hey, this is going to be a problem. Pay attention to those little signs that they could be giving that could be signs of burnout early in, in their life and direct them to the services that are available free or paid. There's a lot of resources out there. Reach out to me. I do um, every week, I do discovery calls for, for physicians that could potentially be guided through me in their journey but uh, also for physician that I could refer to another provider or, or another group that I have seen in, in my time uh, so that they can get the end result of services that they wish to create in their life. So there, there is stuff out there. And it's just a matter of recognizing these symptoms and also paying attention to the fact that these there's people out there to help other physicians. There's people out there to help other nurses. I have helped a lot of nurses earlier in my career. So I have a passion for helping nurses as well. So, you know, it's, it's something that I enjoy to do. And um, it's something that I would do if I was not even paid for it. And i love to do it. Um, So it's, it's my passion. And I hope that informatics can kind of bridge that. But I'm also here for physicians that just want to do the coaching.
1: I'm glad you're doing it. Um, It's hopefully a a lot of people uh, contacting you and others to get assistance in their journeys and everyone's on a different path. So I want to close this conversation by asking you how can listeners contact you if they'd like to talk?
2: Um, they can connect with me on LinkedIn right now, Priyanka Hennis. Um, And I, I hope to reach out to as many physicians as possible. I had this vision when um, a couple of years ago when I was in practice that I was going to help at least a thousand physicians. And I knew that was not possible just on a local level. So I started to offer my services to providers across different states. So I'm still on that journey. So if you know someone that would benefit from me, either yourself or your colleague, please, please send them my name so that they can reach out whenever they can.
1: Well, thank you so much. We'll include a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Our guest today is Dr. Priyanka Hennis. Uh, That is P-R-I-Y-A-N-K-A and the last name Hennis, H-E-N-N-I-S. Dr. Hennis, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Thank you for having me, John.
3: This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be.
0: Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At BABA Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today Tomorrow and for generations to come. For more information about BABA Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash BABA Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.